Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. The Ford F-150 truck helps you get the job done in the smartest way possible. New features like the available Pro Access tailgate improves access to bed and cargo, including when towing a trailer, so it's easier to load in tight spaces. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Find your local Ford dealer at Ford.com. Pro Access tailgate available starting spring 2024. See owner's manual for important operating instructions. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show seven days a week from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Sunday edition of the Busted Open Podcast. Along with Justin Labar, I'm Jonathan Hood. And Justin, Cody Rhodes out, the rock in at WrestleMania. Yeah, I understand what they're going for, but it's starting to get ugly and loud around these parts when it comes to the storyline. And what about Damian Priest? And what about Drew McIntyre? We got to talk about all that. Also, we have our new segment, the match of the week. Judge Susumu rules on the match of the week. Well, we'll see how valid of a judge he is, but it's going to be fun. You and I show down. <laughs> yes, we do. Enjoy the Sunday edition of the Busted Open podcast. Impatience, Justin Labar. The word impatience. We'll start there this morning. Today's fans would have had a hard time in the 80s as far as patience is concerned. When Dusty Rhodes, the father of Cody Rhodes, was trying to beat Harley Race or Ric Flair for the NWA championship back in the day, it was a process. All those house shows, all those promos, all those interactions with Ric Flair. And finally, Dusty Rhodes was able to win the championship. But the audience had to be patient with a whole bunch of nonsense disqualifications and all these run-ins and attacks from behind. But it was part of the story. When Cody Rhodes talks about trying to finish the story, you know what, Justin? He will finish the story. He will finish the story. But it won't be on our time. It'll be on the WWE's time. I understand it's 2024 and things got to move fast, you know, because some wrestling fans grew up in an era in which the title changed, you know, every month, the hot potato championships, which I hated that time because there was no stories told, just moving around, just crash TV. And so my point is, is that when we take a look at what happened on Friday night on SmackDown, where Cody pretty much was bumped by The Rock, in which Cody says that, uh, I'm going to finish the story. I want you, Roman Reigns, but not at this point in time. He says he's moving his own goalpost. I know that many have soured on this story already because The Rock has put himself in this spot. Well, look, I normally would agree with you. You and I are, are very similar uh, in our in our fandom. You and I like stories. You and I like mm-hmm. characters. You and I like angles. And I would often say that today's crowd is impatient just based upon the the, the volume of how shows are and the, the, the way things move in social media. But look, this isn't just this isn't a matter of being impatient. <laughs> they just had a rumble a week ago where the guy won the damn match that sends you to mania. And then he just null and voids it. 
He didn't get. He didn't get a. He didn't even get payment handed to him. He like he just he just stepped aside. Oh 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 you oh you you want to dance with the prom queen? Go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, I see the immediate glory. I see the immediate box office glory, but it's an ugly trip there. I mean, if this is what they want in the first place, then The Rock should have just won the Rumble. But I don't think it's necessarily what they wanted. I, I, I guess more and more we, we are seeing maybe this was laid out there potentially for Saudi or for Mania 41. But I, I, I don't think this is what was intended because they did have Cody win the Rumble. They did have, and then and not even just win the Rumble, point to the sign, point to the sign, and then point to Roman. So he called a shot right there. They could have even left it open-ended. Tune into Monday or tune in Friday to find out, but he he points to Roman right there. Um, but And, of course, he does all that, and at that moment, he doesn't know that Punk has just injured himself and it's going to be out for months. So if this is the result of an audible, which I suspect it was, this past SmackDown, I, having Cody step aside to give the spot to The Rock and then hug The Rock, however good that read on paper to have the two all-American hero good guys, it did not feel good in execution. That last SmackDown's a problem, Jay hood Huge surprise to see The Rock in Alabama, as we talked about. Mm-hmm. Stare down, credits roll, fade to black. It's intriguing. And as I said, immediate glory in box office. But right now, and again, Cody's character looks like a pushover. Long term, still, this could be good for Cody. Roman beats Rock. Eventually, Cody beats Roman. Cody does what nobody else could do, including the almighty Rock. But that's long term. How much more long term are we going to go with this Cody Rhodes story? And at what point does the audience stop caring about the book? At what point do they stop reading the story? And they just return it and check it out. They're done. Well, where's the audience going? Now, yeah, like they, they, you, you can say you're tired of it. You can say you're tired of the bloodline or tired of Cody Rhodes and the story. But where are you going? <laughs> if you're if you're invested in the WWE, you're invested. Even if you're bitching about it, you're still investing about it, investing in the company. Are you not? No, you are. You are correct. I'll tell you where you're going. They're if they're still watching and they're still going to the arena, they're going and they're booing and they're shitting all over it. And now you have the spectacle that you want to have of again Hollywood Rock coming to conquer the almighty Roman Reigns, head of the table, who's been champion for over thirteen hundred days, and, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But we're booing it now. We're going against it just just to, just to take it hostage to be heard. That's not the spectacle we want. Well, let me just say this: the reason why that Cody Rhodes is not going to take on Roman Reigns at this point in time. As we talk about this on February 4th, again, there's still time to be able to figure this thing out. I mean, as is, it, it kind of is, it's odd for me, but I think that it's what you hit on. CM Punk got hurt and that changed plans. That's exactly what happened there. If CM Punk does not get hurt, we're seeing CM Punk taking on uh, Seth Rollins for the World's Heavyweight Championship, and Cody takes on Roman. But because CM Punk got hurt, that changed plans. Punk versus Rollins was destined for WrestleMania. The second thing is that Triple H, I mean, he is looking at The Rock and saying, hey, you know what? Instead of having this matchup in Saudi Arabia or in Perth, Australia, let's put it at WrestleMania because you can't say that people didn't want to see Rock versus Roman. Now, maybe you didn't want to see Rocket versus Roman at WrestleMania. Maybe you want to see it at a PLE in Australia or down the road and, and later in the year. But this is one of the matches that people wanted. This whole thing is not new, Justin, because what, this, what did Rock say in San Diego? Talking to be, trying to be the head of the table. Now, 
Was it supposed to be for the Universal Championship when The Rock said that? Probably not. But you knew that this was a match that was going to happen at some point this year. Punk threw a monkey wrench into everything. This is why we're getting what we're getting. And again, I'll say this. Yes, Cody Rhodes did point at the sign and point at Roman. But then Punk got hurt. That's why it changed. And I'll say this. Cody Rhodes will finish his story. The story is not the, the uh, WWE Championship against Seth Rollins. There's more to it than that. It's not, but it's not when you want it, though, because of Punk's injury. Cards have to change. Yes, but but having seen and felt and heard what we have here in the last two days, and I feel like it's only going to get louder, would the best answer maybe just to be to insert Cody, make it him versus Roman versus Rock, it would take some burden physically off the Rock in the match, right? you got plenty of others you can line up for Seth. Between Drew McIntyre, between the members of the Judgment Day, plus that money in the bank there hovering around with Priest, plus Jey Uso, plus Gunther, plus Randy Orton, hell, put LA Knight in the Elimination Chamber. There are plenty of options that will all work as audibles with CM Punk and Hurt. Plenty of options to go up against Seth Rollins, but you can keep Cody involved with Roman. You can keep, now that you've already teased people with The Rock, you've got to deliver The Rock at Mania at this point. Mm-hmm. I think that's the better way to go, honestly. Yeah, yeah, and it actually takes the pressure off a of rock also to compete one on one. Now, I, again, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, like if if he's a third of that match, then that works for me. See, this is why I'm not over the top angry like a lot of people online are, or even Dave, or our guy Dave Lagreca. I'm not mad about what happened there because we still have time before we get to WrestleMania. There could be a situation where Cody Rhodes interrupts an interaction between Rock and Roman and says, you know. I still want to finish the story, but I'm going to finish the story, as I mentioned with you, Roman. And then with Elimination Chamber, if you don't put, say, for instance, Drew McIntyre against Seth Rollins for the WWE Championship, then the Elimination Chamber doesn't mean anything. Then what, what's the point of it? Just a, It's just a crazy cage match because that doesn't tell you who the next contender is or whatever. But there should be stakes in the Elimination Chamber if Cody is going to be part of this matchup with Rock and Roman. This is why I'm not over the top about it because I still think that they're trying to figure this thing out. I just think that on the poster it looks good, Rock versus Roman. But Cody Rhodes being in there, people feel strongly about him finishing his story. You know what? Rock knows that. Triple H knows that. But I just think that that'd be even more fireworks. It, with Seth Rollins, he's going to have to drop that championship at WrestleMania. So why not Drew McIntyre or or someone else? Otherwise, why why are we watching Elimination Chamber? Yeah, well, yeah, I agree with that. The Chamber, uh, but 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 again, insert Cody with these two guys. But now, but I will say, as as I say, insert Cody with Rock and Roman, make it a triple threat, uh, and that 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 takes physical burden off the Rock. Yes, that gives you diff- that gives you different creative outlets of who pins who and, and how you get out of it, and you maybe leave more money on the table for a future future big event. I will say. <laughs> Again, this goes back to the, it might have read well on paper, but the execution did not feel good. Getting Cody back in the match at this point now is going to be a little, like, again, it would have been one thing if he's, he, he you know, we heard it as we started the segment. He's given his entire speech to Roman Reigns, and the fans are right there in step with him. But then, well, I, I had some counsel and talked to some people, and The Rock comes out, and then they shake hug, and Cody just leaves the ring. Like, I again, have Cody given his promo given his speech, why he's going to go to Mania and become champion. Be interrupted by The Rock. Don't be expecting. Don't be, oh, I look look who I just let in the back door. Yeah. No. 
don't do that. Be interrupted. Be a little pissed off. A little, hey, uh, go back to go back to L.A. I'm I'm here in Birmingham tonight. Like, but no, he just held the ropes open as if he's a referee for a diva. Yeah, and let him come on in. Yep. Like, I, why you, you you do Cody no favors? I I, I I've been saying this. You, the 2024, you have the all American heroic white meat baby face that is hard to pull off, and 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 Cody Rhodes has been pulling it off now for two years in WWE and and several more years prior to that. Don't lose that, and this is the type of stuff that's going to make you lose that when you make him look like a guy who's just getting a kick me sign slapped on his back. There's something to be said about a baby face, but you don't want to be a dumb baby face. Those are the worst ones, right? It's just like, oh, I didn't see it coming because I got the crowd behind me. If I stomp my feet, they're going to be behind me, you know, that kind of thing, right? And so you don't want to be that type of baby face. So I, I, I get that. I'll say this, and I, would, I agree with you. The way that that all unfurled, the way that all happened with Cody Rhodes kind of stepping out of the ring and letting Rock and Roman have their moment um, was odd. And it made him look weak. Now, the one thing about Cody Rhodes, the character, Justin, he comes across strong, strong baby face, smart baby face, cerebral, in fact. But the idea that he just kind of just bows out and then he just leaves at SmackDown, I'm like, wow, that's that's weird. But I still hold out hope that they're going to be able to try to fix this thing. And it's not about the Internet wrestling community. It's not even about you and I. It's about doing what's right. And by the way, Cody Rhodes against Seth Rollins is not a bad match because they also checked that box as well because they were circling each other and talking back and forth. And I said on this show, one of the first shows we did, I consider what Seth does being the heavyweight champion. I get that. And by the way, boy, what a great job the WWE did to try to shine up the Seth Rollins championship. (laughs) Old film of Terry Funk. Old film of the of the heavyweight champions in the past. I don't agree with the well. You know, it's the workhorse champion. Don't BS me now. It's not the it's not the workhorse champion. That's the Intercontinental champion. That's the workhouse champion. I I thought that that was a little bit too much. But if you're going to try to sell me on well, what Seth has is the real championship. I I get that. But don't try to BS me to make it seem like oh the workhorse champion. No, that's the Intercontinental champion. So, folks, that promo on Monday by Seth, it's fantastic, tremendous, mm-hmm. fantastic promo, maybe one of the best he's ever done. I mean, what a pitch, what a sales pitch to anybody in the audience who does doubt the validity of the piece of metal that he's wearing <laughs> around his waist. The way he, 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 he sold his title and its, its worth was tremendous, to the point of where I texted Jonathan Hood, and I said, it's like you're writing this. <laughs> It's like you're writing this damn promo. It's you. Um, <laughs> the old it was film. Fan- it's great. Yeah, it was. It, it was uh, to the point of uh, you know. Again, we can't t- we we can't undo Cody pointing to Roman at the end of Rumble because again, the, nobody they didn't know at that point the situation with Punk. Okay, so we get to Raw. I thought when I watch this promo Raw, I'm like, this is a this is a good recovery here. If if they're if they're pivoting, if if they're if they're going to slide Cody over to Seth, like this is a good, really good promo. And if, if if Raw just would have kind of ended that way, and 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 okay, we're like okay, but but you send Cody to SmackDown, like it's all right. Well, now you just undid any 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 bit in my mind that started getting me invested in wanting to see Cody and Seth for that title. You just screwed it up when you put Cody smack dab in the middle, eye to eye with Roman. Like, 
Well, okay, so here's something that has not been has not been talked about on Busted Open, and we're going to bring it out here. So if if this goes through the way we see it right now, and again, it's February 4th, still things could change before we get to Philadelphia. But just say, for instance, Justin, that this is where they're going. Like, yep, it's going to be Cody against Seth, and it's going to be Rock against Roman, and this is where we're going. If Cody, and Cody would win the championship, by the way, there's no way that a one-legged Seth Rollins could continue here. And it would be Cody once again dominating Seth Rollins. That's another story, too, by the way, that Seth has never defeated Cody. So Cody would win again. So to me, that is not finishing the story. There's still more story to be told. Now, again, it's not the match that you might not want to see at WrestleMania. You might not want to see that match, but the story would not be finished, correct? Isn't there still more? He holds up championship and say that Roman gets past Rock. Well, the, the, the story's not finished. Yes, he's world champion, but he says he wants it all. Listen to the promo very closely. Mm-hmm. He says he wants it all. That means that he would want Seth's championship and Roman's championship. So to me, yes, it's I know you want it yesterday. You want Cody to be the guy. Many people want, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen at WrestleMania. And I, and you know what? I'm patient enough to wait because if you really are into Cody Rhodes, you will wait when he is able to be the world heavyweight champion and take all of it. He says he wants it all. I can't wait to see him take it all if that's the story that you're telling. Yes, I, I agree that if uh, fast forward ten years from now, when we're when we are reviewing the decade that was, uh, the history books that 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 that's a that's a sexy read that Cody Rhodes beats Seth Rollins, who who's having a great run at, with this world title, and then proceeds to chase down, continue to chase down Roman Reigns, who who just beat The Rock, who came back for for uh, an out of retirement match essentially. And then Cody eventually chases down, beats Roman, and when wherever Roman's at in the status of it, whether he passes Hogan or wherever he's at on the list of of of, of, of the reign, he beats Roman. And now he's got all the the world heavyweight gold in the company. I agree in the history books that'll read great. I just am questioning the process of getting there of people's patience and 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 who do they start booing when that they're not supposed to boo? Who do they start cheering and they're not supposed to cheer? Who stays healthy when they need to be? Who who does stay healthy and who doesn't? Like, I I just I don't know. Well, listen, I, if Rock and Roman is if that's the match you're going to go for, I'm just telling you, with the international crowd and the people that's going to be there in Philly, that's going to come across as uh, either Goldberg or uh, Bautista at the end. No one's going to want to see that that match. Just telling you, like that, people want to see the match. Don't get me wrong; they do want to see the match. I'm saying that it won't be what a lot of people want, and there might be some booze there for it. Let me just make sure I preface it by saying people would like to see Rock against Roman, but people would rather see Cody in the story based on everything that we read and hear. Yeah, I mean, Rock and Roman, obviously, again, it is sexy on the marquee. It is going to be great to have the two entrances. If, if it is, if it is them two, it, it's going to be. Sexy marquee, great entrances. It's going to be that WrestleMania moment where the commentators don't have to say anything. You'll probably just be able to just feel the energy. You hope, and you hope it's supportive Philadelphia energy. <laughs> um, but I mean, how much are we going to get out of them? I mean, I'm not. I mean, obviously, The Rock looks like a physical beast, but there's a difference, and, and he's said so in so many words. There's a difference between being in really good shape and being in pro wrestling shape and being able to go out and do a 20 minute match. You know, like so. I you know. What's that match look like? Is it is it heavy smoke and mirrors with 
Solo and Uso and and Heyman. Like, I mean, what you know, I I I do wonder what is that match. So again, I go back to inserting Cody, even though it's going to be a little backwards at this moment. But I think that's ultimately the best case scenario. Might be the best answer. And as you said, it's February fourth. They got plenty of time to uh, have Cody enter the chamber. So we got Rock and Roman over here. Cody enters the chamber. We think everybody in the chamber is vying for Seth's title. Cody wins the chamber. Says, you know what? I'm I'm still going after Roman. And now he's in the now he's in the match. There, there's a way to do that. Like I said, everyone's pissed off now, but it, you have time to be able to, to adjust on the fly. They're adjusting now with CM Punk being injured. So when everyone's up in arms, I didn't want this. I want Cody to finish the story. Okay, he'll finish the story. It might happen in Philadelphia. It might happen at SummerSlam. It might happen at Survivor Series. But in 2024, because we've had to wait all this time, he will finish the story. I'm a patient wrestling fan. Justin, I'm a patient wrestling fan, so I know it's going to happen. It doesn't have to happen. See, I'm different. It doesn't have to happen yesterday. It'll get finished, and it, we're all going to cheer. And then hopefully WWE has a second act after that. Because <laughs> usually in that situation, like, he finished the story. Uh, now what? <laughs> and so the now what also matters to me as well. The Busted Open Podcast is now available on YouTube. This is Dave LaGreca, host of Busted Open, the number one pro wrestling show on the planet. You can now watch and listen to the award-winning Busted Open Podcast every single day on YouTube. Our best interviews, behind-the-scenes access, and some of our best content from the past. All available right now when you go to YouTube.com slash at Busted Open Podcast. Subscribe right now. Justin, let me get your, your thoughts on Seth Rollins because we have that and also some wrestlers on the outside looking in trying to figure out how they can fit in this title pitcher, either Seth's championship pitcher, Gunther's championship pitcher, or uh, or the or uh, Roman Reigns' championship pitcher. Yeah, there's a lot of perspectives to look at. And let me talk about Seth Rollins real quick. Uh, you know, phenomenal athlete. Seems like he's a great company guy. You know, He's, he's done a great run this past uh, nine months with this title. You know, he, you know, he's making the towns we joke about. He's the one who's on Raw every single week. Um, so, of course, I'm not trying I'm not trying to flippantly suggest let's take this guy off WrestleMania or this guy, you know, doesn't deserve me or anything like that. But I, I do I do wonder, though, <clears throat> we know his we know he's not 100 percent. We know that he's dealing with something with his knee. Mm-hmm. We know he's walking around with, with a brace or something on his knee. Um, and then Punk gets hurt to the point to where Punk cannot do many. Punk's injury to his triceps is more severe. And part of me does, did does wonder like, okay, the only opponent at Mania for Punk really was Seth. That's the one that everybody wants to see as Punk's back because of the uh, the animosity that's there and the, and the, and the promos that were already cut. Like that's that was Punk had to have that match at Mania before he could really have any other match at any other PLE. But that can't happen now because Punk's on the sideline. Part of me does wonder like, are you better off then? Getting the title off of Seth, and you can do it with dignity. You can do it with money in the bank or something. You don't have to have him do the whole, I got to vacate it or lost my smile. Part of me wonders, do you get the title with dignity off of Seth and let him go home and get 100%? So that way he gets 100%. At the same time, Punk's 100%, and then they come back, and then you got a beautiful SummerSlam marquee. Part of me wondered, and again, if you had no other option, if, if Raw was paper thin, I get, you know, maybe, but. As, as we're about to talk, there are so many other guys that are floating around that picture that you can make it work. Uh, so I don't know. That's just something I've been swirling around. Not no disrespect to Seth. If he hears this, I'm not trying to take you off a of mania payday. I'm just thinking big picture, brother. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that eventually we'll get that match too. Um, and that would be a hell of a SummerSlam card if, if both are healthy. And I say healthy, and I underline the word healthy, especially when it comes to CM Punk. I mean, that, that's a, it's a veteran there that has been through uh, a lot with injuries and similar injuries as well, AEW and now in WWE. So OLI, the, the wrestlers that you're hinting to, are is a guy that's been carrying a briefcase for a while, senior money in the bank, Damian Priest. All right, let's, this, at some point, Priest is going to have to cash in, and I wonder, is it on Seth Rollins? If you know the way the Judgment Day started, as you well know, it was a disaster. It was not good, especially on, with Edge. It was just a premise that was just weird and odd, and people were like, "What is this? What is this supposed to be? Is this some kind of C or D act that they're doing?" And they were able to clean it up and make it as, as viable as the the Bloodline at this point in time, because people want to see it. You throw a little comedy in there with our uh, truth, it's even more attractive. But then there's also Drew McIntyre as well. Drew McIntyre is from as as far as I could tell, should have the world by the balls. Should have the world by the balls, right? Because everything that we read is that contract is up in WWE. I don't know if there's going to be an extension put in place, Justin, but I just think it's funny that Drew McIntyre at this point in time is kind of I don't know needed, <laughs> needed right now because it's like man, you know your your promo work is great. It's kind of the repetitive, but it's the same thing. I was world champion during the pandemic when people needed me and all this other stuff, right? And so I think that Drew McIntyre also should be in this picture. Not just a guy that, you know, wrestles Sami Zayn well, but a guy that should also be in this title picture at some point. Well, well yeah, and what a choice to have. Again, Punk gets hurt, and then they have him come out Monday. He could have just done his farewell and left, and I don't think, you, you okay, segment over, move on to the next. Yeah. But they made a choice to have Drew come out there and say, I pray for your injury. And then to attack, to physically attack Punk, to me, it's like, well, if you didn't re-sign Drew yet, <laughs> you kind of have to now. Yes, like, yes. Because so, now we have to see an eventual pay. You know, you know so I that what a choice. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he is re-signed, and so that was just okay. Well, we're going to start to you know cash in on our new long-term investment in Drew, or <laughs> or what? But what a position Drew McIntyre is in. I think that is. <laughs> <laughs> I think if it is true that his contract is up and there's no extension or or a new contract has been built out, he could easily just be like, yeah, you know, you guys have been dicking around with the contract situation. Now I could just jump to AEW off of this hot angle that's going on right now. But I think that because he's been so good and there and because he beat Sami Zayn, that he's going to be around for a little bit longer. Uh, for a guy that was just a, a guy or a guy that was on the you know kind of the middle of the card. I mean, as Susumu points out, if you've seen his Twitter lately, I mean, he's trolling just like anybody else. He is just a hater. He is the supreme hater in WWE right now. And people, you know, they can, I think they attach themselves to that personality. I think that's pretty good. When in doubt for a heel act, troll on social media. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I, think, I just think that that is really cool. Um, it, It's funny that you bring up the Drew McIntyre promo. Let's talk about that just briefly. So. There's two ways to do that. The way it was done on Raw, or the other way is is kind of like, you know, CM Punk, that I was hoping that you'd get injured because I targeted you and I put you out. But the way that Drew did it says, I prayed that I, that you got hurt. Because the other way is, it's like it's Wahoo McDaniel against, uh, 
Wahoo McDaniel against Greg Valentine, where Greg Valentine breaks the leg of Wahoo McDaniel, and Greg Valentine comes out next week on Mid-Atlantic Wrestling and says, I broke Wahoo's leg on a T-shirt and big font on a T-shirt, a big funky 80s font. I broke Wahoo's leg. I'm the one that put you out. I put you out. It wasn't quite like that from Drew, but the, the prayer, the way he let, led into it, I didn't know where he was going. So, you know, I prayed for this injury to happen, and guess what? I took you out. It's just a different way to do that and to say that. Oh, it was, first off, great uh, historic pool by you there. Uh, but it, it's a great, sinister way to approach it because, yeah, I targeted you. We all know that when you're physically in the ring and you're giving moves to each other, that is a real possible unfortunate result. It's just the nature of the physicality of, 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 a, of a wrestling match. It wasn't a it wasn't a physical. It wasn't a it wasn't. A, oh, I gave you this move a certain way to to hurt you here. I prayed, praying something that most people Pray. do for 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 help, for for relief, for a miracle. He didn't want to waste his prayer on that. No, 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 no. He went in his Sunday best. Gave a confession <laughs> like Brotherhood and Brother Labar and said, Oh, dear Lord, please, please sideline that CM Punk so he can't go to WrestleMania. Of course, he did it in a wonderful Scottish accent, which I can't do. Yeah. He prayed. Sure, he could have said, I gave you a DDT at Troy or Tricep. No. DDT, Terror Tricep, that's been done by hundreds of thousands of wrestlers in the history of the world. Mm hmm. But he prayed on Sunday. <laughs> yes, it adds a little bit more seeds to it. I just say it's a little bit more evil when he says that he prayed for it, which is again the old school would have been like, you know, I target you, I put you out. I'm proud. I put you. I did that on purpose. I couldn't wait to put you out. I knew that you had a that same injury before. I targeted it and I took you down. No, 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 no. I prayed. I prayed that I could take you out, <laughs> that you would be injured, be out of WrestleMania, and his prayer came true. That's like Tanya Harding going on, on on the news and saying, I prayed Nancy Kerrigan would just twist her ankle out of her <laughs> skate and fall and pop her kneecap. That's so much more scary and devious when you say that and then it happens. Oh, man. It's just great stuff, man. And I like that it's un it, it is it is not predictable at this point in time. Yes, it's laid out the way it is right now, but all of these different plates are spinning in WWE. For the internet wrestling community that says, I didn't like the rubble because it was totally predictable. I knew it was going to well, Okay, all right, fine, fine. You thought it was predictable. Actually, wrestling is supposed to be pretty predictable. Two it's stars, really, two stars. It's, yeah, it's supposed to be it's supposed to be predictable, so but you're supposed to enjoy it. You might not, you may know who's going to win, but you don't know how, what the outcome is going to be as far as how you get there. That's the thing that you don't know, and that's the thing that's fun for me for as a wrestling fan. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's, uh, I mean, here's a good thing: you and I are here every Sunday, as far as I know. So, however this plays out, we get to talk about it every week. So, I'm really, this is gonna be a fascinating. Uh, what do we got? Like eight weeks until Mania? It's gonna be great. Yo, what's going on? This is Bully Ray from Busted Open on Sirius XM's Fight Nation. For 15 years, we brought you the best pro wrestling talk on the planet, and now we're bringing you even more. Yo, guys, welcome to Busted Open After Dark. Every Wednesday night, as soon as AEW Dynamite ends, I'm bringing you instant reactions with the Busted. Open Nation. The only place to party on Wednesday night is Busted Open After Dark with me, Uncle Bully. Download it on Apple, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast. 
After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if you've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when you hear that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, you're probably thinking, what's the catch? Well, there isn't one. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Say bye-bye to your overpriced wireless plans, jaw-dropping monthly bill, and unexpected overage. All plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. It's crystal clear, and it doesn't kill my monthly budget. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. That's mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Match of the week. My first card I throw out to you, sir. AW Collision, Hichero against Brian Danielson. So here's the thing. We always criticize AEW for not giving us enough, you know, video packages. Who is this guy? Why should we know him? The the assumptions from Tony Khan and AEW bother me like they bother you. However, this matchup was fantastic. It was a wrestling match because Brian Danielson and Hichero did a great job of being able to give you Matt wrestling. There was, I'm going to admit to you, this is not even confessions yet. I'll admit to you, there's some moves that Hichero did that I was not familiar with. There were some arm bars and some, some leg holds there. I'm like, wait a minute. I've been watching wrestling since 1977. I have not seen some of this stuff, right? And it was perfect for that crowd in the Rio Grande Valley area. I thought that that was the best match on Collision because it was different than anything else. It wasn't high-flying. It wasn't what your, your, your normal is for pro wrestling. Brian Danielson, Hichero, Collision. That's my first card. What about you? All right. All right. I'm going to counter you also on Collision. Oh. Eddie Kingston versus Brian Keith. Hot opener to start this show, to start our Saturday night of wrestling in front of that hot crowd in Edinburgh, Texas. Mm-hmm. And you have Eddie Kingston, all the focal point. He's he's got he's draped in the gold, right? He he's he's gone from being the king of the bums to he's he he doesn't have enough room in the suitcase to carry all this titles. Gets in the ring, Brian Keith, not our first time seeing him on AEW television, but doesn't even get an entrance. Man doesn't even get the entrance on TV. Just standing there, happy to be there, happy to be in front of his Texas crowd. And then goes out, little light lockup, starts smacking around Eddie Kingston, showing up that he's here for business, doesn't get the win. But he gets the post-match promo with Tony Schiavone, and he gets the graphic. He is all elite. I'm talking about match of the week right here with these two because this was the perfect official introduction of Brian Keith on the AEW roster. All right, Susumu, Brian Danielson, Hichero, or we're looking at the other one with Brian Keith as he takes on Eddie Kingston. You're really out here putting in a collision of two different styles, two different ways to really get people over and get people to really buy in. Because on the one hand, you have Hachero and, and Brian Danielson. You're trying to get over an entirely different style of wrestling mm-hmm. and promotion with Hachero representing the CMML in their little war against the Blackpool Combat Club right now. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, you have... Eddie Kingston against Brian Keith, the old grizzled veteran Eddie Kingston is taking on the up and comer and Brian Keith who fought his heart out 
and even though he lost, as you guys said, he he fought hard enough to where he earned an AEW contract. And but at the end of it, I do I do like the point that you guys mentioned that Hachero and Brian Danielson gave us something that the crowd and probably people around the world have never seen. And I gotta give the edge to Hachero Brian Danielson. Bam. So your your guy eliminated. Your match eliminated. All right. Danielson Hachero. Okay. Second one. Justin, what is the match of the week? Monday Night Raw. Kofi Kingston challenging the Ring General. Gunther. Here we have a clash, a beautiful clash, a violent clash of styles of Kofi with all of his athleticism and agility. And he keeps just trying to just chop and chop and chop at Gunther and Gunther just keeps swatting them down. And oh, by the way, you have that clash of style, but there's so much heat going into this because of the blood feud that has become of Imperium versus New Day over the past month. Stemming from real life concussions and match toppage to blood to, I mean, Ludwig Kaiser looking like a maniac who's going to be one of Hans Gruber's henchmen and a diehard. I mean, <laughs> this thing had heat behind it for the factions. It was hard hitting. It had time. It was the best thing on Monday Night Raw from a bell to bell standpoint. And it was the best thing in the entire week of pro wrestling Gunther versus Kofi Kingston. <sighs> you bastard. That was on my list. Okay. So I got to scratch well, that. Well, well, the Danielson match was on my list, too. So there you go. <laughs> so that was on my list. So I got to scratch that. Since you threw that card out, I'll throw a card out. And this was this is difficult because I got the last choice before Susumu narrows this down. Okay. I got two. Okay. I think that it matters when you make someone in wrestling. It matters when you make someone. And I thought on AEW Dynamite, Toa, Toa Leona was made by Hangman Adam Page. Page is one of the hottest things that's going on in AEW right now. We call him the Magnum TA of 2024, the strong mustache. He's got the leather jacket. I'm like, Magnum, is that you? Because this is what Magnum would be in 2024. Uh, looks like a face. Uh, I'm sorry, looks like a heel, but definitely a, a baby face. And I think there's a lot of momentum behind him. This matchup against uh, Swerve Strickland is going to be great. But there's something about Toa Leona. Here's a guy here that's always immersed in the six-man and this trio's championship run. He becomes a single, and I thought that he was made in New Orleans on January 31st. And here's the thing, as you and I always talk about. Okay, now that you got Leona hot, even though he lost, and here's, and by the way, it was a roll-up. Don't forget about the finish of that. Even the usual finish of Hangman Adam Page did not work on Leona. So even though Leona lost in, on a roll-up, it was just a 1-2-3, which is an amazing finish. But you got to push Leona now. All right, I know that he's part of that whole thing with the embassy, but Leona now, to me, is should be hot as a singles attraction. I thought that the art of wrestling is to put someone over and put them over strong. It's, every time Page was getting up, he got cut off by Leona. That, my friend, is the th a card I put out there. I believe that that is match of the week worthy. Susumu. For me, it's easy. I'm going to go with Gunther against Kofi Kingston because on the one reason that you picked the one match on Dynamite that 
I don't think was the best m- match from that night. I thought Swerve RVD topped it. That's my only reason for picking Gunther over Kofi. Okay. Aside from, you know, Gunther being his usual Gunther self. Uh, uh, that was a fantastic match. I had that written down, but Labar, like a thief in the night, took took that for me. He took that match from me. I think that Le- Leona was made there uh, again, and I think that that was great for Adam Page, but it's also great for Toa. So now here we go. Gunther and Kofi against Danielson and Hichero. Susumu, what is the busted open match of the week? Danielson Hichero. That's the pick. To me, look, I love Gunther matches just as much as everything else, but this is an expectation. I, It's like, I know this, and if I've seen this before with Gunther, and that's the expectation. And to me, I felt like that was a great, a good Gunther match, but it, but you know, that was good by Gunther's standards, but it wasn't great by Gunther's standards. Mm. Whereas Hachero and Brian Davidson gave us something different, something we've never seen before. Like only very few people have seen a Hachero match, and Danielson really just gelled immediately. It's like you enter, you see two guys like you've never wrestled that style because like with lucha libre you never really think of like submission style but we got an introduction from that and what better person to make that look awesome than brian daniels and someone who lives and thrives off of that i think that's strong so our first edition of the busted open match of the week it is danielson against chero now here's the thing it just goes along to what we've been saying AEW collision is the best show that they have every week Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open every day of the week at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. 